Let's kick it off with the Minister of Agriculture and Trade, Damien O'Connor. And Damien, I did feel sorry for you when I read the article about how lonely your life was on the road. Oh, I'm sure that passed very quickly, Jamie. Um, look, it was a, a, just a, an interview with Joe Moore. Just uh, she's trying to look into the, uh, I guess, the human side of of travel and trade. And uh, I, look, most people who go offshore for their businesses, um, you know, can relate to it. Everyone thinks glamorous, but actually, most of the time, it's kind of hard work. Um, work on your own, but you know, it's it's worthwhile. So you just kind of get on with it. Yeah, I, we give you politicians, Damien, let's face it, a bit of a hard time, but it's a thankless task in a lot of ways. I know you have your moments of glory, and uh, I guess it's a powerful position, but you pay a big price, and I think you pay a big price, all of you, right across the board, when it comes to your family and personal relationships. Well, yes, I think that is true. Um, you know, we have to acknowledge the officials who do the same thing. They're travelling offshore, spending a lot more time sometimes than, than politicians. And so many, many Kiwis uh, have to travel a long way. And as I said, I referred to in that article, you know, some of the politicians from elsewhere in the world, the Northern Hemisphere, when they come down here, they're often a little, a little shocked by, you know, the distances that we have to travel, the time and the aircraft. Uh, that's that's the reality for us. Just got to get on with it. Um, in terms of family time, yeah, that's what you can never get back, unfortunately. Now, the, we haven't got a great reception today, and that might be because you're in Karamea, uh, where you're looking at some wonderful work done around a river collective, and they've been planting natives, <laughs> people after my own heart. Um, look, it's, it's one of those things that came out of, uh, I guess, COVID and the Clean Streams Karamea uh, Cooperative here in the group. They've got a, a nursery, they've got 50,000 plants here, hope to have 100,000 in stock. They go out and plant on farm, $4 a plant, that's in the ground. So a great thing to help um, farmers in this area, and I know it's replicated around the country. And so just, uh, you know, tidying up some of the, the waterways and, and moving forward, uh, something we've all acknowledged, is some great cooperative efforts, and it was nice to visit. Uh, again, I came out here a couple of years ago when they were just getting up and running, 50,000 plants in a, in a little nursery, uh, a few committed workers, great, great story. Yeah. Have you been down for a look at what they're doing in West Otago at the Pomahaka Water Care Group or Water Catchment Group? I was down there a couple of years ago, and I haven't been down recently, but I know a lot of the similar work is occurring down there, as I say, around the country. Um, up in uh, King Country, I know I visited there a couple of years ago. These things were getting up and running, and all the reports I have is they're going really well. Maybe the government should look at permanently subsidising the plantings of natives, especially around our waterways, uh, to add to our riparian planting. That would be a lot better than a lot of the money you've wasted thus far in your first five and a bit years, or five and three quarter years, well, Damien. I'm not sure. You, could, you, you, you have to point out where it's wasted. Some might well, it's only a one-hour show, Damien, so look, let's some, just move might, on from that one. Some, some might say, well, you know, subsidising planting... And waterways, uh, you know, might for some people they might think that a waste as well. It depends on where we sit in our economy or in our community. And I guess we've we've done well to get through COVID. We've done well to keep our economy going. And yes, we've been hit by some international headwinds, um, and particularly the dairy industry. And that's that's a bit of a shock. Um, but we're we're still in a better position than most across the world, and we just have to work together through all these challenges. Now I'm going to talk to Emma Higgins shortly about what's happening with the dairy prices around the world, and especially what's happening in China because we're so uh, dependent and reliable on them. 
have we made a mistake in hindsight by sending all the dairy heifers over there to encourage them to increase their milk production? Well, I mean, under their Belt and Road initiative, they were always reaching out to build capacity for self-reliance uh, long-term. That that was always the agenda. I think China was quite proud of that. And so we supplied uh, animals into that market. They're building up their dairy capacity. It's, there's no surprises here. And, and ultimately, we just have to make sure they're alternative markets for a lot of our product. We have a huge reliance and dependence upon China. They've been hit with COVID, taking a while to recover. I'm sure it'll be a strong market for a long time um, but there'll be some blips and this is certainly one of them. Now uh, I'm also talking to Kate Ackland a wee bit later in the hour, the chair of Beef and Lamb New Zealand. I know you were sharing her company at the Red Meat Sector conference. How did the debate go with Todd McClay on Sunday night, head to head I think uh, refereed, emceed by Tova O'Brien who's reappeared. Oh, well, it was, it was always interesting. I enjoy the opportunity to get up and answer some of the hard questions. And uh, I guess, that, you know, there were a lot of um, barbs and accusations uh, fired my way. That That's fine. Um, it was always useful to, to openly discuss these things because the answers aren't simple. Uh, an FTA with India. I think you and Todd McClay disagreed on that one. You don't think it's no. possible? No, no, I didn't say that at all. I said it's probably not possible within the next 12 months, but I think that I'll be visiting soon. Uh, I've been over there three times. I've had ministerial colleagues there. It's a big, huge developing market, very protectionist. They've shut down the export of rice just recently. Um, You know, they look after themselves first and foremost, and their dairy industry is the biggest dairy industry in the world, and they are paranoid that, that... uh, what they consider a cheap imports coming into their country will collapse the price and the viability for their dairy farmers. That's why dairy is such a sensitive issue. Now you're doing another trade mission to India and somewhere else with it. I've just forgotten. You might remind me. Is it the Middle East or something Middle like East. that? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're doing another trade mission to both of those countries before the election. Is that a blatant waste of taxpayers' money? Bearing in mind you're probably going to lose the election, and Todd McClay's going to be the Minister of Agriculture. Well, I think you're wrong on just about all those counts. Um, and certainly it's not a waste of time or money, and we're not going to lose. So, you know, you'll have to re- correct that after the election, Jamie. Happy to <laughs> are, you not, to you are, are you not looking at the polls? I'm always happy to talk to you, Damien, you know that. Are you not looking at the polls? Is, is it becoming a lost cause era, for you? Within the margin of error in terms of the parties that can form a coalition on the left and the right, and uh, you know, it's a 50-50 call. It's going to be tough. Um, we're happy to take it, um, you know, to, to the National Party and to ACT, they have to explain where they're going to get all their money from. If they're promising to take less but give more, I'm not sure how that works. Well, he, well, David Seymour says on day one he's going to cut billions off wasteful government spending, and I would almost back him oh, on that, Damien, because that's, that's one that, thing that you guys have been appalling at, wasteful dribbles, government spending. That dribbles out of his mouth. Ask him to explain where. Can I jump in with a question from the text machine? Yes. Uh, Damien, are you worried about the loss in revenue with the uh, income tax from rural New Zealand taking a nosedive? That's just off our text machine. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we need, um, as I pointed out, we need healthy corporate profits to give healthy corporate tax. There's been a drop in that. That's a concern to all of us because we need to continue to fund health and education. We've got cyclones like Gabrielle. We have to... um, 
patch up, tidy up and restore people's livelihoods. Uh, there's a huge call on the tax dollar in this country, and so we need more of it from a growing Yeah, well, uh, well it has fallen off the cliff from the corporate sector and the primary sector, but the good news is, Damien, you're ripping off the poor old PAYE workers, those who don't get any say how they, look, I'm pointing at Rowena here, um, because you're pinching money off them on an annual basis because you're not adjusting those tax thresholds. It is um, theft by stealth, really. That's a bit of an over-dramatisation. No, it's exactly right. What I would like like to remind you of is the last time that National were looking to get into power uh, or hoping to. They promised they wouldn't put up GST and indeed they did that when they got in. And I suggested it might be one of the questions you ask them on a regular basis, are they going to put up GST? Well, I have I've heard nothing from ACT or the National Party or Winston, have anyone on the them? right or centre-right. Have you asked them? Well, they're for lower taxes, not higher taxes. <laughs> and so why did they put up GST? Well, a GST is the fairest tax of the whole lot, isn't it, Damien? It's, not, it's a regressive tax for those at the lower income areas. Well, no, criminals have penny. to pay GST. Rich it's, people it's, pay more GST because they spend more of their money on consumption. No, no, they don't always, Jamie. And, and financial uh, areas are not are not subject to GST. And indeed, if you're paying 100% of your income to survive, you're paying GST on 100%. Um, and wealthier people who get bigger incomes like you and I, we don't always spend money that, that, that attracts GST. Just to finish on, this morning you announced, or, or Chippy announced, Prime Minister Hipkins, let's be respectful, announced the world's largest investment, or one of the world's largest investment companies, an outfit called uh, BlackRock, has committed to $2 billion to fund uh, to a fund focused on making New Zealand the first country in the world with 100% renewable electricity. Uh, here's the question for you. That, I think that's a wonderful initiative, but why do we have to be first? Isn't this a bit like your, like your uh, emissions pricing for farmers? You're at the bleeding edge rather than the leading edge? Uh, no, I think that, uh, firstly, let's go back to BlackRock, and I, I visited with uh, Prime Minister Ardern. They have investors who are desperate to invest in sustainable projects. And, and they see New Zealand as a country, one of the most likely that can achieve 100% renewable energy. That's why they want to invest, because the people whose money they have are wanting to put it in that direction, away from arms, away from coal, away from other less sustainable investments. And so I guess we, we, we can potentially be the beneficiaries of that if we get that right and we invest in the right areas. Isn't that called greenwashing? No, well, whatever they want, they have the money and they want to put it into these areas for the right reasons. Whether we take that up or not, I guess, is up to us. Um, but, but it might be a more ethical source of funds than alternatives. Damien O'Connor, thanks as always for your time on the country. Um, we've got Our phones are going nuts, actually. We will take a break and organise ourselves. We're going to play you a wee bit of Roy Orbison. And good luck, good luck on your final trade missions. For this term, Damien, for this term, I'm not writing you off completely yet, uh, to India and the Middle East. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Jamie.